All right, Kings, let's get this bread. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in a little metal. This week on My Taste in Music is Terrible, we make our handsome friend Nathan react to metal. Oh, sorry. Can you all look around a little bit for the intro music? Because I think it just dropped. That that worked. You were sitting wow. on that for a minute. That was good. That just came out. Of, were you just watching, waiting for him to press record? And then... No. I got the idea for that intro maybe like 30 seconds ago. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Well, all right. I just ran with it. The podcast came over him, and he was moved. Yeah, I was uh, filled with the spirit of all the metal, metal. we're about to talk yeah. about. Well, this week we are thankfully rejoined by our friend Tanner, my chemical Ramy, who is <laughs> who's, who's made his made his way back to the pod. That's right. I thought of that joke on Saturday, and I've been sitting on it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh dear. Uh, you awesome. win the podcast today. <clears throat> Thank um, you. Thank you. But for real though, we're gonna be just going down. Uh, you know, on the show, I feel like we've talked quite a bit about pop punk punk it, pop punk pop popular punk pop pop and punk punk yeah like your grandpa your pop pop <laughs> we've talked about all those things but i feel like one one genre of music that we have maybe hinted at uh is metal and uh our good friend nathan uh has not listened to s- so much of that so we wanted to just kind of like show him uh some metal tunes and get his reaction Right. Um, and that sounded like a cool idea. But before we really get into showing off metal, first of all, my name is TK. My name is Tanner. My name is Nathan. My name is Jonathan. And uh, we start off every episode by saying something. And that thing that we say is the thing that I'm about to say right now. And that is... Um, What's Gerard Wayne on your heart? So I think that we should just spend some time before we get into the brutality, the the uh, m- magnanimity of metal. If we could just connect on, you, a, on a cosmic level, or even the limpness at times the of, the, of the biscuits of that biscuit. <laughs> it's a wide gamut, right? It, I mean, with metal, <clears throat> it is. So starting with uh, Mr. Ramey because he this is his. Uh, First episode back since his departure. Re- the, my return. His return. From the hiatus that was two weeks right. of episodes. <laughs> one week of recording. Um, <clears throat> you said what's Gerard weighing on your heart? Are we... Are we? Okay, we're not doing the we'll ears. We'll go heart yet. and then ears. Okay. What's Gerard weighing on my heart? Man. Man. It's... Uh, you know, you know what's, you know what I was thinking about this yesterday. This is Gerard weighing on my heart in a positive way, and that is that in now less than twelve months, Jono and I will be seeing Gerard Way in person on the MyChem reunion tour. That's true. What wouldn't that be just like peak podcast meme if we, he was somehow made aware of this segment, <laughs> like? In the unlikely event that he Tanner Canning is telling the truth and he ends up in this home, in this home, I would want nothing more than to see his face when we reveal this to him. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I want to ask Gerard Way, what's Gerard weighing on his heart? Right. <laughs> He's so nice though that he'd probably be like, "Oh well, yeah, the well, the Umbrella Academy. I'm ready in the next one." <laughs> is he? I don't know. I know. I, I think that's over. Is it really? I think okay. it was just like four. Like three or four okay. volumes. I never read it or watched the show. The show is amazing. Okay. All right. I haven't read it, but I've heard that, Jonathan, every time you touch the knob over there, it makes the left side of my headphones cut out. Mm-hmm. That's weird. This is really good podcasting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I haven't read the comics, but I, the show is phenomenal. I love it. I should mm-hmm. watch it. Yep. 
so for me, honestly, I um, you know, there's a lot going on. Found out today my car is totaled, and I will be in pursuit of replacing it, uh, which is unfortunate timing because the car that I had pre-ordered, I'm not going to get for another couple months. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I don't know. I'm just like, I'm excited because my wife will be back in town for Thanksgiving in two weeks and then for Christmas for a whole month, which, uh, yeah, I have, she, she was here a couple weeks ago and it was really good for her to see her house for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having her here for a month would be amazing. So nice. that's exciting. Nice. Will she, will she be on the pod? Potentially, yes. I mean, I don't see why not. Madison, if you're out there, if you're listening, she's not. come on the pod. She doesn't listen. This is what we say here has the highest likelihood of anything in the world of not being heard by her. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that's probably true for Claire, too, actually. <laughs> she does not listen. Yeah, Hannah doesn't listen either. This is the vault <laughs> where everything we say is safe. <laughs> we bury it three minutes in and we're good. <laughs> that was a cute intro yeah honey you did so good <laughs> just like yeah listen to the first three minutes and then skip ahead to like the 40 minute mark so you can get a talking point and right. then just be like yeah i totally listened you guys talked about that one song right that's funny um see what's dried weighing on my heart i i'm excited for ski season it's gonna snow tonight unfortunately it's rain turning to snow but it's still snow, and uh, I put my mountain bike away for good, I think. Me too, I think. I don't think I'm getting I think, it back yeah, job. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm excited for that, and that's it. The mountain isn't supposed to open till like, December. Yeah. Oh, I know. I got a little time. It's frustrating. I mean, Bridger always opens first week of December, though. I'm pretty sure it opened around Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. If not last year, it was the year before. Mm. We'll figure this out later. Okay. That I'm right. <clears throat> TK, what's Gerard Wayne on your heart? Um, I'm getting a, a little bit of a cold. I'm trying to fight it. I stayed home last night from uh, an engagement that I had. Um, and I found this really cool YouTube channel. Watched some of those YouTube videos. Laughed a bit. Don't say the name. We can't promote other artists. I, f- I forget what it's. Watcher. <laughs> it's called Watcher. And it is very funny. Hmm. Well, you mean Watch Mojo? <laughs> <laughs> they do these lists? Yeah, they're really cool. Like a these... listicle. <laughs> no. It's the, it's the two guys that do um, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I haven't seen that either. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That's really good, too. Okay, anyways. Um, yeah, and that's kind of... Uh, just trying to get over this cold. Uh, all the teachers that I work with get sick and then give it to me. And I hate it. Hmm. Nice. What's Gerard weighing on your lungs even? Potentially. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and your but nose. And my nose and my shorts. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's Gerard weighing on your shorts? Because of sneezing. I see. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm off my game tonight. Um. So, anyways, dear God, uh, moving forward, <laughs> what's been Gerard weighing on your ears? Ooh. So did you like that pregnant pause? I did. Um. I was gonna talk about this on the last episode when I was planning on being there, but then I wasn't there. So I'm gonna talk about it now. And that is. Thank you for that. A short EP by a man named Hunter G.K. Thompson entitled Eternal Halloween. So good. It's so oh, good. Yeah. It's, so he's a, for context, Hunter G.K. Thompson is a worship leader at Bethel. And a former president. That's just and, what it sounds like. Oh. <laughs> um, and he is a great artist. He has a really good like folk album under his name. And then he just released this Eternal Halloween EP, which is a Halloween-themed pop punk EP. And it is awesome. Wait, wait. Does he not normally do pop punk? No. Because he freaking nailed that. That's yeah. all I've he ever heard from him because you send it out to the group chat. 
and it was awesome. I listened to yeah. the whole thing like three times. That's the only pop punk that he has released. He did do, I mean, like he listens to pop punk. He enjoys <clears throat> pop punk, but that's the only stuff he's ever actually like released that's pop punk, which is really, really cool. And then he did, I wish I could have been there, um, but he did a show like to promote his EP in Reading. Uh, where obviously he sang those songs, but then he did like a ton of pop punk covers and it looked awesome. And I was like, man, oh, that's so cool. If that would be like one, I, I'd say black cat is like one of my most listened to songs this month. It's great. It's so good. I go back and forth, like literally for the last month or so since it released, that's not right. Three weeks. Um, I've been going back and forth between having eternal Halloween and black cat stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just wake up and I'm just like singing that song. But I feel like for frontrunners, Black Cat is like the tightest one. Undecided. Okay. Should we go the opposite direction just to mix it up? Yes. Or should we crisscross? Oh. oh. Ooh, crisscross. More because more that's completely arbitrary to the listener. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Dance Gavin Dance. Who's great. Um, and also, as luck would have it, I follow Premier Guitar on YouTube. Shout out. <laughs> uh, we're not supposed to do that, I guess. I don't know. Are we I, sp- no, that was just a joke. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and they just released a rig rundown with their guitar player, mm-hmm. who I was very interested to see what his pedals were using because he uses a lot of weird, interesting, cool sounds. Um, it was very, very enlightening, very fun. And... Yeah, I, I love the song Son of Robot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Great song. It's a great song. Also, that Artificial Selection, that whole album is fantastic. They're just a solid band. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they Everything they put out, I'm like, I like this. What genre are they? Swancore. They self-identify as Swancore. Swancore? Are they somehow related to the band Swans? <clears throat> no, just but the guitarist, his <laughs> name is Swan. Will oh. Swan, yeah. Okay, but they're... okay. And they, they're, like, credited with creating, like, that genre of music. And they have a festival where it's, like, Swan Fest, where bands that, like, they put out on their label or bands that sound like them will all come and play that tour. And it's our festival, and it's really cool. Okay. I'll <laughs> check them out. Never heard them before. I would not have expected you to say a genre ending with core from a name like Dance Gavin Dance. It sounds like be more electronic, almost. Not, no, not quite. Some of the... Some of the parts in the songs do sound electronic. They're actually Will playing the guitar, though. Okay. Because he uses, like, synth pedals and stuff. So oh. um, it's really interesting. There is There are some heavy vocals, some scream parts. Um, it goes back and forth. It tends to be slightly chaotic sometimes, but also a lot of good melody, and their lead singer is awesome. Cool. And there's, like, dancey bits, too. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's super random. I, I feel like there's almost, like, something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. In one song. In, in one song, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, I'm nice. Chris Cross breaks down at a certain point. There's no Chris left cross. But uh, I listened to the new Five Iron album on a whim today because I saw it in a Reddit thread. And it was, I have no feelings towards it because I I don't have a nostalgia to Five Iron, but I didn't dislike it. Uh, Did you wear your checkered Vans while you listened uh, to it? The ones I don't have because I don't own Vans. Yeah. No, I did not listen to those. Or wear those. We're going to get you some checkered vans, and then you should probably re-listen. Okay. Put those on. Um, I really liked, in the group chat, someone posted a cover of Jimmy Eat World, uh, the middle, but it was played halftime, and it was really, really, really good. Like, the, yeah. the drummer was phenomenal, and I thought that was great. I loved it. Um, also, Salem 2 by the band Salem. It's a good EP. We listened to it tonight. It's fun. Um, and then... Of the Garden Wall soundtrack. I had my over the Garden Wall watch party, so I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot too. Um, and then also, shout out to Mondo because I got a bunch of records from them recently that are all kind of in the 80s, like synth pop kind of vein. So there's a an album for a video game called Rad that's really good, and it's like this insane pink and blue pressing. And then also the score for Turbo Kid uh, are both really fun. That one glows in the dark, and those are great. So... Yeah, I have a question. What genre of video game is rad? I have not played it. I've just listened to the score. That's how good oh, the score is. Wow. So okay. I, in my head, I'm picturing that it's kind of like Hades, 
like a roguelike, like a roguelike? Okay. kind of thing, but I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah. That's what I think should go with that soundtrack. Okay. I would look it up, but I don't have my phone. I'll look it up right now while TK talks. TK, over to you. Yeah, don't pay attention to me. Yeah. I'm paying attention to you. Whatever. I'm looking at an album. Do you remember the name of it? It's on my phone right now that you were going to mention. I actually don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. So we're doing an episode on metal. So it's actually driven me to, because I, just to be the hipster of the group, I love insane death metal and grindcore. I love it. And I got into this band called Witch Vomit. If if grindcore, <laughs> if you could taste it, I feel like it would taste like witch vomit. Guys, Tanner got into the witch vomit again. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and I, they're, I actually really, really like witch vomit. They, they put on a new EP recently. It's insane. It, it's like a good musical palate cleanser. Um, also, I've been really digging the song "Pool Hopping" by Bikini Kill. No, 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 no. That's so wrong. Wow, embarrassed. Um, by the Illuminati Hotties, which is like the best band name ever. Um, so really enjoying uh, that new album, and then uh, as well as Joan, they're like a pop, kind of like a sultry pop duo, and they just put out a, an album called uh, v, VIP something, Backstage Pass, some, something like that. But yeah, they uh, Joan is great. It's a huge jump to go from Witch Vomit to Joan, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to. Yeah, so that's been really cool. Honestly, hard recommend on Witch Vomit. They're very, very uh, brutal. I like, I had a, a friend named, and this ties into our episode too, I guess I'll just change the subject and move into the episode. So when I was uh, in my adolescence, I, I worked as a, a dishwasher. When you were a young boy? When I, when I, when I was a young boy. That's not what I was thinking. I of. play the open bar. Yeah, but every, I like it's 50-50 in my brain what it'll go to. <laughs> it'll either go to The Who or My Chemical Romance. I, yeah. When I was. If My Chem is an option for a reference that I'm making, it's probably My Chem. Yeah, I just go to the Who for some reason because I used to listen to the Who a lot. Sorry, Who? Who? Uh, the mo- the book It, the movie It. What? The, what? Who? <laughs> it. I haven't seen it. Seen what? It. Who? What? <laughs> Who's on first? Okay. Anyways, so when I was <laughs> when this I was is in- such a good podcast. <laughs> We're so bad at this. Turn this off immediately. Um, <laughs> this is why I, our wives are smarter than us. <laughs> uh, they don't listen to this. When I was in my adolescence, I worked as a dishwasher at a restaurant in Belgrade, Montana called the Duck Inn Cafe. Unfortunately, it's defunct now. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it just doesn't exist. <laughs> I had to put it down. <laughs> oh, the oven doesn't work. Were they, were they trying to have like a really like aggressive name and then autocorrect changed it to? <laughs> no, they actually had like paintings of ducks on the wall and the duckkin. There was a lattice between tables, and yeah, it was super metal. But anyways, the. One of the prep cooks, his name was Jeffrey Halstein, um, and he got me into um, death metal and grindcore. And I had always liked hardcore and metalcore. Um, you know, I grew up listening to lots of Under Oath, De- Devil Wars Prada, Demon Hunter, Norma Jean, what have you. But it was kind of the first time that I saw the actual visceral crazy chaos of what metal could bring to the table uh and i remember thinking this is hard to listen to but incredibly engaging um it's interesting to see the most extreme form of what music is able to do um and to in some ways maybe not necessarily enjoy it but to try to understand it today we go on a very similar journey with our friend nathan (laughs) I don't know if you'll enjoy this, but hopefully at the end of this podcast, Nathan, you'll be able to understand it. 
I mean, I would agree with that because I think my exposure to metal has been limited to like Demon Hunter when I was a kid because it was like a Christian metal band that I would listen to purely because my parents didn't like it, you know, Mm. you know how you do or P.O.D. Um, And then in college, I had a drum professor who was obsessed with Tool and Dream Theater. Um, I'm so sorry. Because the drummers for both those bands are incredible technicians i would say but musically i just didn't get a lot out of it because i was like okay cool he's playing in like 13 8 right now neat and he changed time signature a few times fantastic um but I, you know it just wasn't my jam i do have friends who are very into dragon force uh among others um but i just i've never just taken the time so like while i know that i don't run to metal as a genre I like to listen to. I've also not listened to much at all. Mm-hmm. So I think this will be interesting. I think 60 minutes of metal is going to be a lot for me, um, but we'll get there. Buckle in, buddy. Well, before we actually dive into things, I actually had a, a game prepared. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Un- unbuckle, Nathan. Okay, un- all right. Un- un-freaking buckle. <laughs> so this game is called Who Wrote This Metal Lyric? A band or TK? Oh. I'm going to give you two two lyrics. You're, you get to decide if one is a prominent band. Don't write on your notepad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that's what that was for. No. Okay, so the first one. Also, I just got that notification on my watch that says your stress level seems high. Maybe you should take a <laughs> breath. <laughs> so that's an indication of... <laughs> The stakes are incredibly high. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first lyric is, no one's sure when things went bad. Violent pestilence raging through the adolescence. A remote island. The children became cannibals alone. Ate all the adult's flesh down to the bone. So that's the first one. The second one is this. Crushing cranial contents. Draining the snot. I rip out the eyes, squeezing them in my hands. Nerves are incised. Peeling the flesh off the bottom of my weapon, involuntarily pulpifying facial regions. Wait, so, okay, so is it one of these is a band and one of these is you? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think you wrote the first one. What do you think? I think you wrote the second one. First one. The answer is the second one was written by the band Cannibal Corpse. It is taken from the song Hammer Smashed Face, which I'm 90% certain can be heard being played in the movie Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. Oh. Yep. oh there you go. It's not the movie I thought you were going to say. And I wrote the first one. Honestly, the second one was way clumsier, like lyrically, I feel. I liked the first one better. But also it was gross. Both were gross. Yeah, both are very gross. I figured that was a Cannibal Corpse song or something like that. Yep. Also, it screams, so it, it doesn't right. matter yeah, as oh. much. That, that's one thing with metal is if you actually just read lyrics, it's so clunky most of the time. Okay. Yeah. When they're like, because they just scream it, so it doesn't really matter. Honest question for you guys. Can you tell what they're saying when you listen to a metal song? Uh, or do you have to read the lyrics? It really depends on... I, I think you'll you'll understand this more after this episode, but okay. it, it really depends on the type of vocals. Okay. All right. All right. Um, sometimes. Yeah, I would hard agree. Yeah. I'd say all of my songs, you can understand every word. What about Cannibal Corpse? Can you understand what they're saying? Uh, like, could I have heard that lyric and understood in Ace Ventura? I, I don't. I don't think so. Like, Cannibal Corpse is insane. Okay. Like today, I listened to that song just to be like, "What does this actually sound?" Because I'm more like know about Cannibal Corpse. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to listen to it to be like, "What does it sound like?" And I listened to it, and it was like, "Hmm, okay." Moving on. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's the second round. There's only two rounds. Okay. Okay. The first lyric is. <clears throat> Diesel hunting weapon. I use my grill for a grill. I eat what I collide with at my will. The second lyric is pestilent fecal seepage. Flood the oceans with rage. Brutality and disembowelment. Use your mother's bones to build your cage. 
I heard you say fecal seepage earlier today, but I don't know what just, that it's means. It's just fun to say. Everyone say fecal seepage real quick. I'm good. One, I don't, two. No. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> it's just, it's fun to say, like, bikini, you know, fecal seepage. <laughs> Let's just hope those two things never go together. <laughs> Bikini fecal seepage band name, calling it. <laughs> That's your grindcore band name. <laughs> the side project. I actually really. That sounds like an to... Eli Roth movie, to be honest. Oh my gosh, he sucks. Um, he's like the Dane Cook of people. Um, <laughs> Dane Cook. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, I, I I think you wrote the second one. Yeah. I was gonna say. You wrote the first one. The first lyric was written by a band called Municipal Waste. Also, that song makes me think about like a family vehicle that's driving down the interstate and bugs are gently hitting it. And that's what it's thinking. Reread those lyrics in that context, please. Diesel hunting weapon. I use my grill for a grill. I eat with what I collide with at my will. Mm. Yeah. See, I, you know what it was? The line, I use my grill for a grill. I was like, TK would never write that. Or, but I wanted like that to throw you off though, to be like, he would never write that. But wait, would he want me to think that he never wrote that so that he, he wrote that? You, you, I wanted mm, it in your head. It was too meta. I yeah. just knew. So I'm zero, I'm over two on this. So, but I, I really do want to lift up kind of how good my lyric writing is. P- pestilent fecal seepage, flood the oceans with rage, brutality and disembowelment, use your mother's bones to build your cage. That's some pretty top-tier metal lyricism. <laughs> I mean, guys, so much of metal, though, is just like, what's like the grossest thing we can say? I don't know. Like the band Guar. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, but I, I think like even like... Um, like the whole point of municipal waste is just to be gross, yeah. Um, or like the whole point of cannibal corpses, like they have a song called "I Come Blood," and I was like, "Cool, not listening to that." There goes the explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, that was fun. That I was love fun. Mad Libs. Uh, what should we sh- should we hit it? Yeah, so it time d- did we? It is time. Top of the hour. How's your heartbeat? Buckle up, Nathan. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> my watch tells me I'm dead. <laughs> my watch tells me that Tanner's writing Mad Lips again, and he needs to stop. You might be experiencing a fecal seepage. Okay, so, so just to reiterate how this is going to work. So Tanner, TK, myself, and Josh, who's a big metalhead. You guys remember Josh? Yeah, from from He's last season. He's pretty small though. What? Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all submitted songs, and I put them in a playlist. So, and then I put them in a playlist. And then Tanner put them in a playlist because my phone was dying. Um, Which is very metal of it. Yeah. Right. I know. It's like... Death metal. Yeah. It, honestly. Um, so Tanner submitted three songs. TK submitted three songs. I submitted three songs. And Josh couldn't figure out how to decide between the last two he was looking at. So he chose four songs. Um, One of them, though, he said to play like the, the last, last two minutes, two minutes. So right? Because it's a that, bit of a long to, song, I think. Yeah. Um, except that one of my songs is six minutes, and I'm not playing the last two minutes of it. So there's that. Um, and we put them in a playlist, and we hit shuffle. So one of the things Nathan has to decide, not only is he going to react to the songs, but he has to ch- uh, figure out which one of us submitted the song based on nothing else but the song title in the band. And That's me, all he's going to know. And let me just say that I am excited for this because this is like the Nathan show now. Mm-hmm. Like it we is. don't even have to talk that much. I know. I'm, <laughs> I, I know. And, and I like that. <laughs> for for fighting a cold, I have to like literally say nothing and I'm stoked. Teaching you guys okay. Mad Libs was exhausting. My fifth graders are better listeners. Just saying. All right. Have so, your fifth graders done that Mad Lib? No, they should though. That would be so freaking funny. All right. Here's the first song. Okay. This is a song by... This might give it away, actually. Maybe I shouldn't say the name to this Yeah, one. I think we say it after. After, yes. I think he reacts to it, and then we and then say, we say it the is. name. Perfect. I think that's more interesting. Yeah, because I don't want it, the song title yeah, to Yeah, because I, I want him to figure yeah. out 
styles and like i want Nathan to be like okay the last one that jonathan picked sounded like this so this one might be jonathan so will you tell me immediately after i guess and inevitably get it wrong who it was so i can start to dial this in yeah and then we'll tell you the name okay Okay. of the song and the band okay here we go here we go Wow, <laughs> that was something. Uh, I actually really like that. Uh, hot take. I think the thing I don't like about metal is rough vocals, and there wasn't a lot of rough vocals in that. Like the melodic yeah, chorus was so good. Like yeah. the vocals in the chorus were good. The drums were unbelievable. I, <clears throat> the solo, they did a little bit of solo that they cut back in with the vocals, and I thought, huh. I wish there was more solo. And there was more solo. There was so much more solo. There was a lot more solo. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was really good. Um, I still feel like I would I would feel like I'd listen to that unprompted, but only under certain circumstances. But like today, kind of had a stressful day. That was kind of cathartic in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that was Jonathan's pick because it was incredibly technical and I had, mm. I think it might be from that album that he's been talking about that was really technical. But also, who knows, maybe all metal is just incredibly technical and I'm just wildly generalizing. But it was also like very impressive. I was very impressed. Mm. So that was Trivium, <laughs> like a sword over Damocles. And yes, it was mine. Let's go. Oh, yep. nice. So not only did Nathan yeah. guess who picked it, he guessed the album it was from. I, oh. I thought he may have because I've talked about that album so much and like explained and described it a lot. I figured you'd, yeah. you'd guess that. that, um, but that man, I'm reminded again how good that song is. I freaking love that song. Well, I was motioning the listeners can't see any of this. I was motioning to Tanner during that song. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't crazy about the like the chorus. Hmm. Hmm. More, I but I I loved everything around it. Hmm. If that makes sense, I liked the chorus a lot. I thought it was really like, I don't know. There was like that could easily be in a movie, that song, you know, and it wouldn't feel out of place. Like they're forcing a Limp Biscuit song into a movie, like that one song oh, that got forced into a movie in every movie. Like the, yeah, I can't remember what the John Travolta movie. You know what I'm uh, talking yeah, about? Uh, <laughs> uh, the fanatic. Yes, the yeah, fanatic. There we go. But no, it was good. I liked the anthemic chorus. I'm thinking that's probably what I'm going to gravitate towards is songs with anthemic choruses and not like brutal choruses, but only time will tell. So that is, well, yeah, I don't want to, I feel like I can't say too much right now. I don't, yeah, I don't think we should. I think we should just go straight to the next one. Let's freaking do it. Are we ready? All right. Is it time? It is time. Was Was that the six minute one you were talking about too? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's the longest. Got it out of the way early. Yep. Okay. Ready? That was awesome. I loved that song. It 
it sounded like the Beastie Boys or Rage Against the Machine, both of which are bands that I really like. Um, I'm not like really, really well versed in their work, but I do. Really, I used to listen to Rage Against the Machine before like a calculus exam, just to like get into the headspace. You know what I mean? Like you got to be aggressive for those. But I, I loved the um, like the halftime really slam kind of drum style. Uh, I like the clap at the end. I was really thrown off by the little boop, boop, boop sound at the beginning. Yep. Um, I was like, okay, is this going to be a joke? Is this going to be that, whatever that girl band you guys were talking about before the podcast that was in Fortnite? Um, Beach Bunny. Beach Bunny, yes, but it was not. <laughs> that was great. I'm going to guess TK for that one. Yep. It feels like something, because I'm going to be honest. If I heard that and you told me to identify the genre, I would have said punk. I wouldn't have said metal. Well, that's where TK kind of stretched the. I, w- I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so I do. I want to make a case, though, because originally at the conceit of this idea for an episode, it wasn't so much focused on metal. It was focused on heavier music with rough vocals. Okay, which there weren't any in this, were there? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would was, you say? the I There was singing, but he. I would say he has such a particular rough vocal style and such a finesse with the way he does his rough vocals that you almost don't even notice it. Okay. And the reason why I bring that into the show is to show that there are different kinds of rough vocals and that there's a lot of variation within the within heavier music. Mm-hmm. And I think, so with that song, Trivia, very technical, there's a lot going on. Uh, has like kind of like it's like the this you you skin a werewolf you wear its skin you look out over the hills there's skeleton soldiers rising up out of their grave you know it's like one of those songs that you see like the blood red moon setting setting into like the fog river you know it's like that and then the van pulls up and then the you know with turnstile I feel like the cool thing about that is it's just a completely different. Uh, Though, like, yes, they are heavy music. They come from two completely different sides. So mm-hmm. one is, like, very intense. Turnstiles, like, that song is just straight up joy. It's, yeah. like, a fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, yeah, because I imagine, like, that Trivium song sounds epic. Like, yeah. this one sounded, like, energetic. Like, I could see it in a Thrasher video. Mm-hmm. You know, you could watch someone just, like, dropping, you know, like, an eight stair and getting wrecked right. over top of that song. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, I don't know if TK mentioned it. It was Holiday by Turnstile. Okay. I like it. Yep. And cool. I, and again, I, I know that I'm bending the rules for sure, but I feel like I just as a person, I have a lot less connection because I didn't want to come. I could have come in and been like, here's some crazy grind core songs. But like, yeah. I wanted to talk about stuff that I like had actually had like a real connection yeah. to. Cool. If that makes sense. And I, and, I, I know, like, n- there's no metal snobs out there that are going to listen to this and attack us. But I know except that... Except for Josh. N- except for Josh. But I know that hardcore and metal are two completely different trees, okay? And, like, sometimes they interact, right? Because metalcore is a thing. Mm-hmm. But they are two separate things. I'm not saying, like, turnstiles metal. Because I feel like... say two different trees in the same orchard. Oh. Mm. So that was hardcore, not so metalcore. I would call that hardcore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, and again, th- go back and listen to it. There's absolutely rough vocals in that song. Okay. For sure. Also, that felt much more attainable from a drum perspective. A lot of the way I'm probably going to look at these is from the drums. Also, holy crap, the bass on the Trivium song was wild, and oh, the tone so they were cool. getting was yeah. unbelievable. But was very cool. the drums on this is something I would play on that Turnstile song. Like, yeah. that was really fun. There's And what they did is they, so they put on an EP, and then they did a, a, a visual component to it. And it's them just playing this in a rundown coliseum. Ooh. And the drum, when it comes to that part with the, the bass drum, he's just leaning in and laboring over that pedal and it is one of the coolest shots because it's filmed from above it's almost like a bird's eye view of him playing it mm. it it gives me chills i should Turn, look that up turnstile cool. is incredible cool they're like the most racially diverse hardcore band too hmm. so yeah the first song had drums so good it made me want to give up playing drums and the second <laughs> song had drums so good it made me want to 
sit, go over there and play them right now. Yeah, the first one makes me want to quit guitar. That <laughs> made me yeah, yeah. want to learn the song. So I, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, I, I maybe it's like out of uh, like uh, false. I, I feel like I'm almost like disregarding trivium, so I can be like, I don't have to think about how good they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love shreddy stuff. I, anytime there's a like two guitar solos happening that are like har- harmony, like harmony of each other, so sick. Yeah, yeah that was mm-hmm. very impressive. Which I, oh, that means they wrote the solo, mm-hmm. which I don't normally imagine that people do. They just sort it, of solo. It them. happens more than you think. Okay, I yep. mean there are plenty of bands out there who can just create a solo the guy or a guitar player create I think a solo out of thin air um sorry i thought go for it i was just gonna say i think nathan doesn't imagine that people write their solos because he doesn't listen to metal probably yeah i guess it's true yeah yeah because there there's a lot of technical stuff that has to has to work together but um, I, I something else yeah. though is i i'm willing to bet trivium played every second of that song organically oh yeah and it so the re- I feel like another big reason. So like I don't like deathcore as a genre because it's so derivative, and they they will go in and engineer a blast beat and repeat that. And I actually was talking to a friend of mine, who Jonathan. You know, I'm not gonna dox him, but he was. I was asking him like, okay, cool. So you're like a metal drummer. So do you play everything organically? And he said, no, I'll record like fills, and then we'll repeat. And to me, that's just so because like I. I hate how inauthentic that is. Mm, oh, I see what you're saying. So recording and then cutting together a drum track rather well, than... Yeah, because, I mean, like, if you think about, like, a sustained blast beat, yeah. like, like, it's... Technically, that is a very hard thing to do. So when you go in and you record that beat and then you just copy-paste it... Yep. Like, for for that particular section, like, that's what a lot of bands do. That's a whole other discussion, though, of, like, yeah. where that... if that, You know, I don't think that's... Uh, you can't say it. it's all deathcore. But um, there's a lot. A lot, yeah. Say. Yeah. Sure. No, for sure. It would make sense. But you also have to imagine that they have to learn to play it live and have mm. to learn That's to true. make it believable live. So whether they paste it together in the studio or not, they are learning to play it eventually. And there's not probably a lot of drummers out there who could sustain a blast core beat for that long. Right. But, I mean, like, you go back to Can- Cannibal Corpse, those guys were – that was written in, like, 1980. mm Mm-hmm. And they had to do that because there there wasn't that technology back then. Sure. Yep. And so it is possible, but I feel like almost for like production's sake, they'll like go in and and like Finn. Mc, we always talk about Finn McKenty. He did a really interesting video on metal drum, like that exact topic, and it it's incredible. So go watch yeah. that video. Okay. All right. Number three. Here Let's we go. Do it. Number three. <laughs> That was something. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was Josh because I can see myself repairing a helicopter to that song. <laughs> <laughs> or I can see himself. That's true. Okay. You're right. So you are right. It okay. is Josh. How have you nailed um, all these? That was, we had no idea that he had picked such a long song. That, that was definitely the longest one on the list. Yeah. I also feel like it went through like four genres because that, yeah. I was getting like Bon Jovi maybe at the beginning, maybe some right. like Three Doors Down or Third Eye Blind. And then then we went into Coheed and Cambria by the end there. And I was just like, this is wild. And those okay. like he almost broke a guitar string at the end. That was, mm-hmm. I, and there was a couple notes where I was like, is this a vocal or a guitar note? I don't know. But it sounded very hair metal, but also like proto grunge. So I'm not really sure what I was listening to. That's a good way to describe Pantera. Yeah. So, is that Pantera? Cemetery Gates by Pantera. Okay. And I they have heard influenced Pantera all those bands, I'm sure, to an yeah. extent. Were they 70s or 80s? No. Maybe mid 80s? Pantera was 90s. 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 Really? Okay. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. It, 
<laughs> the thing that made me think it was 70s or 80s was how um like much vibrato was on the vocals in the chorus mm. you know mm, like yeah. that sounds very hair metal to me um that was really interesting I th- the reason why i hate pantera though is i in eighth grade i had a really mean friend that was like super into pantera mm. my sister used to be really into pantera i don't know if she still is but I'm that's not- where i'd heard that before i've only listened to a handful of pantera songs the ones that came in Guitar Hero specifically are the ones that I've listened to. So yeah, that, me probably too. Yeah, that was from the year nineteen ninety. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So but I mean, like good guitar work, right? Yeah. Great guitar work. I I will say, one of the solos I was kind of like, is, does that note belong there? Mm. They were probably really high. Probably could be. They're like a a huge stoner band. Yeah. I'm just saying, oh, really? I feel like there was like two instances where I was like, that that sounds like a wrong note hmm. in one of the solos. Oh, I mean, I felt like that was really palatable if we're cons- like, would you guys consider that a metal song? Cause, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Heavy, okay. Like a heavy metal kind of like 80s, 90s heavy okay. metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I don't mind 80s heavy metal because it was, yeah, like I said, it was really melodic. I can smell the cigarettes and leather jackets through that song. Mm. And the mullet that's bleach blonde. That's what I, I mean. That's more seventies, the hair metal stuff, but like still, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, a zebra print sleeveless shirt. No, they, they were like, um, I, I feel like Pantera though, as much as like, they're not my thing. They are interesting because, Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, they're interesting because I feel like they work simultaneously grunge was becoming a thing mm-hmm. hair metal was dying out thrash was becoming a thing and they were kind of at the epicenter of all of that mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. didn't play to any of those but they incorporate elements from all of them yeah so they're kind of their own thing like sure. I, I don't lump pantera in with any of those genres yeah that's they're why they were their own thing they that's why that song was confusing to me because i heard that all of them yeah i was like mm-hmm. whoa i was texting jonathan in um in the middle of that, like these guys were definitely an influence on Avenged Sevenfold. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. Oh yeah. All right, number four. Number Any other thoughts? Four. Number four. Let's do number this. Four. So far, it's been well spaced out. I'm glad like there wasn't two or three songs from one person yet. Was that the one we were supposed to do the last two minutes of, and we didn't? No, no that's uh, another one. Okay. And you know that one, right? To do that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Cool. All right. Okay, that's song number four. Sick. I think statistically it would be smart for me to say that that was either Tanner or Josh because they both have three left, but I'm going to say that was Jonathan who picked that. That's a good guess. It was Josh. It was Josh. But I do like that song. That, was, that helps. Okay. Because it seemed- And I love the band. More technical. Uh, I feel like you tend to lean towards like the technical stuff. That's just what I'm picking up from the one the sample size of one that I've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was fun. I, I, I think, I think the rough vocals would still maybe push me away from that, especially because there was a, there was like a breakdown. Not, I don't know what you would call it. Maybe more like a bridge where it got quieter, but they were still there when I guess my brain wanted not rough vocals there, mm-hmm, but sure. the, yep, like sense. the bells at the end with the piano and just the whole vibe of the song was really good. And it wasn't so relentless with the drums that I was like almost overwhelmed by the skill. Like that's always been my problem with like dream theater where I'm like, these guys are so good that I can't enjoy this music because I'm just trying to figure out how they did it. Um, Mm. I thought that was, so it was like right on that line where I'm like, this is really impressive, but also this is fun to listen to musically. So I liked it. Cool. 
That was um, Josh, though. Okay, that was, that was Josh. Yes, Vanguard so that was, by August Burns Red. I love oh, to the idea. electronic intro where you you are listening to it and you're like something's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it's, the sickest part of the song. That's so sick. It's got yeah, it's got this intensity to it. I wish they would have returned to that at some point in the song. That's I will my say, only gripe. That's the second song that Josh has chosen where towards the end the guitars sound like a siren. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Just Josh. Interesting feel free to comment. <laughs> um, I and it's it's actually that makes me want to listen to because I left off at Leveler. Oh, oh, there's a lot more good stuff. Yeah, so I I feel like I need because that was and I like basically the majority of that song was just a hardcore breakdown like the mm. yeah, I love it that's August pretty awesome the, man. the only ABR song I've heard before is their Carol of the Bells cover which is amazing it's dope have you did you hear the Zelda yeah, song yeah that's did? what I was gonna say they have a Legend of Zelda theme song I've also never played too. Legend of Zelda oh, in my life my god, so good have as you played it someone that doesn't play video games it is so good I have, have yeah as somebody who doesn't play video games, I'd also like to say that I've never played that. I well, I own Breath I of the Wild, you don't but I haven't played it. Don't. Yeah, you and me. The reason you I haven't played Breath of the Wild video games? is okay. that I know I'll never do anything else if I play it. That's actually true. So I can attest to that. Yeah, um, like it's such a good game that I got sucked into it. I played like 150 hours of that game in like five weeks, and it was so good to the point where even when I had free time with my wife. She was like, you should play that. I want to watch. <laughs> That's what my wife said is like, we should, pl- you should buy this so that I can watch you play. Yeah. And I know I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Like tr- I've seen enough of the gameplay on YouTube that I know it's like, can I do this? Ooh, uh-huh. could I do this? Uh-huh. Ooh, some guy was like, Hey, if you freeze a horse while it's falling, then it won't take any fall damage when it lands. And I was like, that seems neat. And I don't even know any of the <laughs> context here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Um, <laughs> son of a gun, so I'm in. You talked about um, hearing metal bands in movies. Have you guys seen the movie Legion? No, but every I've heard so many people talk about it. It's... Okay, so I saw it when I was like in high school, I think. And I, I remember liking it at the time. But it might be really bad. Is that the one where the lady crawls on the ceiling? Yes. Okay. And like the whole premise of the of the movie is like oh. is like God. It's like a second like flood. Basically, he's like mm. sending this army of like. You know that that's based off of a comic book, right? I did not know that. Yeah, that was a comic and book. Isn't there an FX show by the same name that's based on the same thing, or is that something? Oh else? no no no! There's an FX show that takes place in the called Legion that takes place in the X Men universe, and that's oh, based off a of comic never book. Is that what you're thinking of? No no no! That because it's a Christian bookstore comic that I used to read all the time. Oh, oh, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, "Hey, yeah." So so in that movie, these guys pull up to a gas station and like open the door, and it's August Burns Red is playing in the car. That's neat. Oh, which song? I do not remember. Which makes sense. Is Paul Bettany is the lead. Yeah, and he plays Michael. I just remember that. Yeah, the Archangel. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, the lead of August Burns Red is in the movie? No, 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 no. Paul no. Bettany is, is an actor. Is the oh, actor. right, right. Yeah, yeah. he's the vision. I know um, also, for those who follow Rotten Tomatoes, I got 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. But who cares? It looks fun. It was in the same rash as like Book of Eli, right? Where it was like all these Bible-based movies that were like sort treating of, it as mythology. Yeah, except uh, people hate Book of Eli, and I actually really it's like it. It's pretty good. I really I kind of dig it. The scene is so disturbing, though. Book, I can't do it. Book of Eli is like the Christian bookstore version of The Road, though, kind of in my, I think, in my eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know what's mm-hmm. cool about Book of Eli? And I know this is quickly becoming a My Taste in Movies is terrible. <laughs> um, but deal with it. Um, so <laughs> what's really good about – what's really cool about Book of Eli is that movie was directed by these two brothers who are, like, hardcore atheists. And what got them to direct the movie was when they read the screenplay. There's, um, um, there's a line in – the movie that the bad guy says where he's talking about the Bible and he says, it's not just a book. It's a weapon aimed at the hearts and the minds of the weak and the desperate. And like the, the atheist directors that it was presented to were like, I love that. And they directed the movie and it ended up becoming this like movie, like this Christian movie, basically. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So fun. Fact Freaking there. Gary Oldman, man. Yeah, dude. That I guy, love the guy. Gosh, Gary Oldman. As so somebody cool. that has watched so much horror, that movie still deeply disturbs me. I like can't do that movie. Have you seen The Road too? No, I've never seen The Road. That probably, one really hurts me to watch. The road either. It's so 
Yeah, it's way more devastating. Basically, any post-apocalyptic movie, just probably stay away from it if you're not into cannibalism. But if somebody, <laughs> but if you puts are their into head cannibalism, into bread maker, <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, ready? Number okay. five. Is that number what we're up to? Five. Let's go. I believe. I'm trying to keep track too. I'm counting cards here. We've got two Josh's, but we haven't had a, a Tanner yet. So it's right. true. I mean, we just hit shuffle on the playlist, so I, I don't actually know. I know. I'm just doing a numbers game here. There's okay. three Tanner songs on here that okay. haven't been played. Are we ready? Yeah. I did not like that. <laughs> but at, but I kind of think that was the point of that song. Like, I understood what it was about. A guy feels like he's drowning, and the song makes you feel like you're drowning. He keeps looking at the sky for something that isn't coming that I couldn't quite understand. I'm going to guess that was TK because I, he tends to gravitate towards music that really produces an emotional response, and that, I think, did that. But I'm also torn between that and Tanner. That one was me. That was you. Okay. Yep. That was Tanner. Um, but we both have this album on vinyl and we both love it. Okay. Um, yeah, that song's called O Negative by The Undertaking. The Undertaking. Okay. Um, yeah. They're super good. They, this is their only album. They've got a couple singles, but um, yeah, they're a new solid state band, actually. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I never made the um, Pet Cemetery uh, reference link before. But they, they keep saying sometimes dead is better. And that's like, mm-hmm. oh, see, I don't know. Like, do you guys unironically like listening to that song just in general? Or is it like you have to be in the right mood for it? Or like you have to be feeling like what it's talking about? Um, this whole album is in that style. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because I love, I again, because I feel like, I geek out. I like very technical emo, but when it comes to uh, metal, I love really chaotic stuff. Because I like just like, because it's on another whole end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it's perfectly punk rock, hardcore, and then chaotic metal. Yeah, it definitely has the like the DNA of like 90s punk. Mm-hmm. Just like <clears throat> cranked up to Oh yeah, it's like Black like Flag. Core. Yeah. Like if you... Just let the black flag record in the sun for a few days. <laughs> See, I'm going to say that's what I was worried this whole evening was going to be because it's just hard to listen to, like for me, you know, where it's it's really visceral and right. it feels really raw and it feels really uncomfortable. I think intentionally so. Like there's a lot of dissonant notes when he's talking about like his hand is like he's drowning and his hand is reaching up and then there's just this like really dissonant guitar note that plays in the background and like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know for for me that's but i feel like for that style because that's like a for sure i don't really know what you would maybe like math core i, I don't it's know. like it's pretty like dillinger escape plan norma jean every time i die you know like that kind of vein of stuff that's the maybe the most accessible really gets okay is that band yeah wow for that style yeah for that style and i'm not a, i mean I'm not the biggest fan of that song either um, for various reasons. Um, not because of like the, the lyrical content, just because of the song. Not, right. not to give anything to, not to give too much away, but um, yeah, it is definitely as whatever the word is. Accessible. Accessible. Thank Accessible, you. As, yeah. as it gets for yeah, that genre. Like I will say they're like as much as from the outside, I guess like that, that style of music can just all sound the same. Like there definitely is a line because there's like some chaotic metal that TK loves that I'm like, this is too much. Like mm. I can't handle this, but I love what we just listened to. Okay. Um, so that, if that, I feel like right now, 
we TK and I just watched In the Mouth of Madness, and Sam Neill is standing in a doorway looking at all of these creatures from the beyond. That's what I am doing. I am standing in the doorway, and I have seen a creature, and I'm thinking I should go back. That was scary. <laughs> I'm scared now. When I was in fifth grade, I remember going to Borders Bookstore. Oh, yeah. And I found Norma Jean's Oh, God, The Aftermath. Mm-hmm. And I was aware of that album because they're Norma Jean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've followed Tooth and Nail for years. You're wearing the hoodie right oh, now. I'm literally wearing a Tooth and Nail hoodie right now. But <laughs> I remember picking that up and being like, this is hard to listen to, but I'm going to make myself. And I know that this is an acquired taste, but I'm going to move. I'm going to move my musical palette. Mm. Dude, I literally have the same Norma Jean story. Christian bookstore was familiar with the band because it's Norma Jean. Didn't like it at first, but made myself listen to it, except it was Norma Jean versus the anti-mother. I, anti-mother is my favorite Norma Jean album. It's so good. See, maybe this is how, mm. how for you guys relating to me, this is how it is for me with my wife and whiskey. Okay. Where you have acquired the taste and enjoy it and see what you love about it. And I'm like over here giving you tasting notes about how awful it is <laughs> and how it's like seeing a creature from beyond. But I get that. I could see that. Like, But I feel like metal though is a lot like horror. Okay. Right? Because they're, they're, they're both kind of there to like evoke uncomfortable feelings. Sure. Like no one's like, I need to relax. I'll put on a, I mean, maybe. Maybe you. <laughs> I unashamedly put on death heaven and chill all the time. But like, I I feel like again you have metal, like for those extreme reasons. The same reason why you have horror movies as a genre. Sure. And they're both so niche too. Yeah. Um, and like again, right? Because like the Grammys don't really include on on a on a large scale met right. Like, well, they're also you know, a joke because they kick Bo Burnham out. Yeah. Oh, so mad. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but in the same way, like the the kind of like critical acclaim never really goes to, to right. horror or to metal, right? And yeah. so like they're and they're very interesting, dedicated fan bases, you know. Yeah. So okay, all right, that was that was an experience. Song number six is that we're on. We are on song number six, and let me just say, listening to those first four, I was like, man, I can't wait till we get to the Undertaking because that's <laughs> that was the one that I was excited to see your. There's reaction been a to. lot of variation. What's there your reaction to my reaction? Pretty much what I expected. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would I would have been very pleasantly surprised if you were like, I loved that. But yeah. right, like the one friend I have who tried Lefroy and was like, I like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll drink Lefroy with you, Nathan. Let's go. Um, okay, song six. That was pretty good. That sounded yeah. like a combination of the used and um, I think w- like the music that was on the Watchmen soundtrack that Smashing Pumpkins did. Hmm. Do you remember that? That that was the most '90s, early 2000s. Like my the tips of my hair became bleached while listening <laughs> to that. <laughs> I'm going to like s- I could feel my Genco jeans start to like grow around my legs. Right. And the pockets <laughs> got bigger. And my K Swiss shoes just grew around my feet. Holy crap. That was cool. I like that one. Um I Wait, man. real quick, what year was that written in? Or cre- uh do we put out on in do you- do you want me to say that now, or do yeah. you want to wait for Nathan to guess? I think oh, we should wait yeah. for Nathan to guess. Yeah, so I'm torn. I'm going to say that's another Josh one. That is it, incorrect. It is me. I was you. Yeah. Okay. That, I wasn't expecting you. Okay. I didn't think you'd guess that one, because the other two, or the other, the other one that 
um, I picked and the other one that I liked were technical, but yeah, um, that's a band called Thornhill a okay. song called Casanova okay. and they're, they're awesome. That was great. And it just came out like that, a month or two ago. No. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm, 13 days I'm, ago. Yep. I'm yeah, two weeks. shocked. <laughs> right. Right. Cause like, am I, am I crazy that that sounds like very like early two thousands? Totally. Like late yeah. 90s well yeah because like the vocal stylings like i said it sounds like smashing pumpkins like you know that song the end is the beginning is the end by smashing pumpkins that's mm-hmm. like in the watchman trailer right it sounds like that well but can't like here just like close your eyes and like picture a movie scene with me okay like there is a bunch of like like kind of hot like goth girls and they're gonna go to a party and they pile in their van and then the song that's playing on the radio as they cruise the streets is this song. And then they get out of their van. And then they saunter up some stairs. They enter in this giant warehouse where there's a bunch of neon lights and people dancing like crazy. Half of them are half naked. Okay. And then they're twirling around um, light sticks. This is the song that's playing. <laughs> um, okay. I, what warehouse has that. stairs? That, that movie was released in 1999. <laughs> it was a Rob Zombie movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Like, that's so good. I'm glad you liked it. When your face really lit up when you started. Yeah, because I was, it, like, it was like, this. Oh, it's like new metal. Like, this is new yeah. metal. Yeah. Um, they're new, from, new metal. They're from Australia. They've had one EP called Butterfly which is awesome. And one full length album called the dark pool. And this is their new single after that album. Let's okay. Assuming that it, another full length follows it. Um, their record hard label recommend. is awesome. Yeah. Do you UNFD? Mm, that's yep. Silverstein's. I think they're Silverstein's yeah, label. I believe so. Okay. Wow. That was awesome. That was so good, dude. That was a good Thank one. You. Thank you. That's tied for my favorite. I think with the one, the first TK one. What was that one? Hallelujah or something? Holiday. Holiday? Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention in Turnstile's Holiday, they clap on the two and the four almost the entire song. So it'll be, it's a holiday. One, two, three. And it's like almost like kind of gospel sounding. Yeah. Love it. It's neat. It's neat.